Hi and welcome to Leitrim Daily. My name is Brett Neerly and you are listening to In Focus here on the podcast. Today we're doing something a little bit different. It has everything and nothing to do with Leitrim because my guest has literally been in Leitrim for about three or four hours as we're recording this and has probably never heard of it before the current adventure that she currently finds herself on. Roz Warren, welcome to the programme. Thank you, Brefna. Thank you very much. Now, that's not a local accent. Do you no. want to tell us, first of all, where you're from? I'm from Australia and I'm from Sydney. And you are in Ireland to do what exactly? I'm here in Ireland to walk 1,000 kilometres from Castletown Bear to Bali Castle on the Brera Brefna Way. Bearer Brefna okay. Way. But Have I said that right? See, I'm having trouble with my It's fine. It's my Gaelic. Words. Most Irish people struggle to say my name, and it is my name that's on the thing. They've named it after me. They haven't really. <laughs> it predates me completely. Of course, the Bearer Brefna Way is the element that Leitrim is attached to of this walk, and you are preparing to walk from Castletown Bear, as you mentioned, through Leitrim, the whole way on, onto the Ulster Way to Bally Castle. And it is the historic walk of O'Sullivan Bear. Tell us a little bit about you and your life in Sydney and maybe a bit behind why you would decide to come and do, take on this challenge. Hmm. Um, yes, yeah, so I work in the fitness industry um, in Sydney. So I manage a gym, I'm a personal trainer and I also have a trekking business called Fit Trek um, where with that business I take women out trekking. I train them to be fit and to go away on adventures. Um, so I have travelled quite a lot of the world, been to Everest Base Camp, climbed Kilimanjaro, um, Chomolori Pass in Bhutan, just to name a few. Um, but when I do those, I'm always with other people and I've never ever done a solo adventure. I saw this walk um, on Facebook a few years ago, or maybe 18 months ago, and um, I just, in the back of my mind, I just wanted to do it at some stage. I've just come to a stage where I've got a few things in my life that I just needed to take a little bit of time out from. Um, my son suffers from addiction and um, anxiety and um, it came out that he thinks that I'm one of his triggers. So I just thought it's best <laughs> if we just have a little bit of distance from each other. So um, I've been here now for, well, I came over here on the 4th of November. Um, three weeks prior to that, um, I just decided that was it, I'm going. So I decided on the Saturday, on the Monday, I went to work and said I need 10 weeks off. Um, I'm going to Ireland to do this walk. And um, the next thing I knew, I was here. It's the, the real life Cheryl Strait, even though she is technically real life, but it's basically the, the movie Wild. Why Ireland? Why not do the PCT or one of the kind of the, the more renowned trails across the planet? Yeah, I did want to do the John Muir Trail and that does cross the PCT uh, trail. But I just thought, well, I was going to go and do it with some people and that fell away. The girls couldn't do it anymore. Um, and I didn't want to do that by myself because, number one, bears. I don't want to be up against bears. <laughs> really? I, I fancy your chances against the bear. You look, yeah. you look pretty fit. Oh, yeah, so I might be able to run away from them. Not sure. Um, so, therefore, that trip just got put, you know, on the side. Not to say that I, I won't ever do it, um, but this... Um, trip here to Ireland, I don't know, it's just intrigued me. I, I've got no idea because as far as I know, I don't have any heritage here in Ireland. Um, but there was, it was just calling me. 
it was just something that I had to do. And were you aware of any of the history behind the the trek? Not at all. Even when you signed up and then you decided. You were oh no, to... I'd read. I did read about it. Yeah. So what's your understanding of, of where the trail comes from? Um, there's no, there's no, this isn't an exam. I know, it's just like a history. It's, no, it's history not an exam. exam. It's just, I suppose, really for information <laughs> exactly. purposes, because some of our listeners will be very familiar with it. Yeah. Most will never have heard of it, particularly mm. our younger listeners might not be familiar with uh, the Bear Breffney Way or the words Donald Camel, Sullivan Bear. So, in your own understanding of it, maybe tell us a bit about it. Well, Yes, I don't really know the actual background to all of what went on with O'Sullivan. Um, but, you know, my take on it is that he was trying to get somewhere. He was um, being chased down by the English um, and he took a group of his own people and they were just going to try to go somewhere safe so that they could continue living the life that they wanted to live. That's not, a bad, that's not a bad shout out. <laughs> it, it happens in the early 1600s, in yeah. the winter of 1602 and 1603. And just after the Battle of Kinsale, which was 1601, and O'Sullivan had been on the side of the Irish. The Irish shouldn't have lost, but did lose. We've all heard that story in history class in school. And then we've heard the story of the flight of the Earls, which was the Irish that lost, eventually left and went to Spain. But we've missed this story in our history books of this group of a thousand people who were shunned from their own communities were basically hounded out of where they lived in West Cork in Berra and they were forced to go north for safety as you said so mm. the nuts and bolts of the of the history of it you have down actually pretty well but you've probably picked up little tippets of that as you've met people along the trail because while most people are oblivious to it there are some real fantastic characters along the trail who will tell you everything you want to know mm. about their locality and their connection to the story. Tell us about some of the, the trail angels or some of the people you've met along the trail who've been who've been good to you. Uh, I must say that the Irish people, you know, I, I, I want to say that as a whole, because every single person that I've met over here has been just amazing. And as you say, angels. Um, I have flagged people down in their cars when I've needed to, you know, I could have a little bit of help with the um, directions. Um, I've arrived places where I've had no food, thinking that I'd be able to go to a restaurant because, you know, hey, I'm from Sydney and we can always buy food. Um, to be given, you know, a dinner. I have, um, have now got people that I have stayed with and I've stayed mostly B&Bs um, and they check in on me. I get a message every day from one lovely lady to ask me where I'm going today. She checks in with me at night did i get there on time I'm you better give her b and b a plug in case someone's listening to this and they might yeah, want it okay she's central b and b in tipperary or in tip town as you call it tip town not, tip town. not to be confused with the county tipperary yes exactly what has been t tell us the route and i know you've got a list of towns in front of you yeah. there but tell us in general terms so people have an idea of of the route the historical route that you've been following for the last 25 26 days 26 days today yeah so um well i started down in castletown bear in cork um and i have passed through quite a few counties do you want to have a stand with them um i've got them here <laughs> um 
Oh, no, pronunciations could be a problem no. it starts in Cork as you mentioned yeah. within a couple of days you come through Castletown Bear Glengariff up through Gugon Barra which is beautiful yeah. uh, it's the valley there with the church in the island in the middle yeah, of the that, lake yeah that was the most stunning stunning place and I don't know if you were lucky enough to meet the owners of the hotel there in Gugon Barra they're an amazing family no but I did speak to him Neil. but they were closed yeah they are closed for the winter yeah, yeah. a lot of places along this route closed for the winter which is a problem in terms of driving tourists along the trail um, you come up through Ballangiri and into Mill Street and over through Tip Town that you mentioned right up along the Shannon into Portumna yes uh, and then you kind of go a little bit off piste a little bit uh, to get away from the Shannon and away from the likes of Athlone and Roscommon Town that would have been bastions of the English back in the 1600s so you end up coming through almost Castlery into Hasgraw up into Ballygar Craig's is on the road there somewhere. You end yes, up actually yeah. going all the way up into Sligo. I know this because I've, I've walked this as well. So yeah. if listeners are going, how come he knows so much about this? I've actually done yeah. this route before, two or three years ago. And uh, I was been following Roz's trip through the, the country. And I just wanted to, to say hello and maybe share the, the joys because it is a mm. really nice experience. So tell us about some of the, the nicest or the best experiences you've had over the last 26 days. Well... Number one, the first day, I just loved going over the Kaha Mountains. That was just absolutely phenomenal. And um, just to be up in the mountains with the sheep, with all their colours on. And I had no idea of why they were all marked a different colour, but it's so that the owner can pinpoint who they are up on the mountains. Um, I've been through the most incredible forests, um, country lanes, through people's properties, the, the farmyards, you know, walking with cows, with sheep, um, donkeys, you name it, it's been out there. Um, and it, it just really brings you back to, to nature the whole way because some days you don't even go into a little village. You know, you're just walking along these beautiful trails and all of a sudden, you know, like 25 or 30 kilometres later, you hit a little village and it's, it just feels very remote and I just feel so lucky to be, to be here, to be experiencing all of that. Now, 400 years ago, when O'Sullivan Bear left Glengarth with a thousand followers, not all thousand ended up making it to Leitrim Village, which was the end of his journey at the time. Only 35 people survived, one woman. What does it feel like to have, I suppose, outlasted those people in that experience 400 years ago and to make the because you reached Leitrim Village this evening, you will continue on. Yes. But in O'Sullivan Bear's time, they stayed in, in Leitrim Castle, as it was at the time, with the O'Rourke's of Breffney, which was the kingdom, which is the trail and myself are now named after. Um, is there any sense of satisfaction that you've got this far? Or, or are you looking towards Bally Castle as the end of the trail? Um, initially, Bally Castle was the end, you know, like that's, that's my end goal. That's where I'm on a mission to go to. But... Even more so now after meeting you, I feel that this is very special, you know, to be here in Leitrim because, you know, reading all the signs as I've gone along um, about the trail, about O'Sullivan, about all those people, like you say, a thousand people, but 35 people, is that right? 35? 35 of 35. the thousand made it safe and sound, yeah. Yeah, safe and sound. So there's a lot of people either left him or, or didn't make it yeah. through. Um, it is very, very tough. And I imagine 
going as fast as they did because you said what 13 days to I, get I th- here i think it was closer to 15 days. 15 days they left on the morning of new year's eve 1602 and they reached leitrim castle at dusk on the 14th of january which would make it I suppose 14, 15 days. Yeah. But like you're saying 26 days. For yeah. me, it was 28 or 29 mm-hmm. days. Like, and that's tough going, doing yeah. it at the pace we did it at. That's right. It and is. it's, it, it's phenomenal because they did it without horses. Their horses were killed on, on the mm-hmm. route, which you, obviously you would have come across the grave of the horse uh, yeah, yeah. back down in, in Tipperary somewhere. They killed yeah. the rest of the horses mm-hmm. um, to cross the Shannon. They actually had to, they spent a day on the banks of the Shannon killing horses and skinning them to make to a make boat, boat. Yeah. one of which then sank and drowned a whole load yeah. of people. So the story is phenomenal. Mm. Have you picked up much of that as you've come along? Or have you just really been focusing on the trail? I have really been focusing on the trail. But whenever there's a sign, there is a board, there are quite a few boards along the way where you can read a little bit of the history, which has been great because then it brings you back to what is this trail all about. But I also just want to say that Think about those guys doing that. They didn't have a little yellow man to follow. I've had a little yellow man and little yellow arrows to follow the whole way. So, and still in 26 days, you know, it's yeah, taken me that time to they, get here. They might have not have a little yellow man and a lovely sign to, to ahead of them, but they had a little man with a red and white cross behind them, chasing them, chasing, trying to kill them. I, I don't know which one is more of an incentive, but I think I'd, <laughs> I'd be going a little bit faster if someone was trying to take my life behind yeah, me. Of course, true. at the time, we had this group of Irish people that kind of, as you said, broke off and went home or went to various mm-hmm. places or deserted the group along the way or were killed by the English coming along. But the Irish at the time would have been on the fence between supporting the Irish and trying to stay away from the wrath of the English and they would have also been we're closing our doors not welcome here continue on and there would have been almost fake fights the whole way up where the Irish would have just been there like saying no keep going we'll fight you if you try and stay so they just kept going and they wouldn't really put up a fight against them but there was definitely a you're not welcome here you just bring more trouble than you're worth yeah and so they kept going but you've had a very different experience oh so different everywhere I've been just welcome no one has closed their door for me it's just been absolutely incredible now you're a a self-confessed city girl from sydney australia yes what has the biggest difference been with some of the towns that you've come through over the last few because people would recognize some of the names i mentioned like tip town is a big town yeah but towns like say malik or galbally or monastery eden in sligo like they're not big towns no they're not big towns and i suppose for me coming from the city and living in the city to go to a little village and it looks beautiful and i'm going why don't they have a cafe (laughs) i think i might just come and set up a chain of cafes throughout ireland (laughs) you could have a lovely little uh, what did you say the new business was fit trek trek Trek. you could have like fit trek Cafes the whole yeah, length of the, the, way the barrier of referee yeah. way would be great. Yeah. I'm sure the government would support that as well in yeah. terms of inward investment. Exactly. <clears throat> what is the future now? Because obviously you stay in Leitrim Village tonight. You're staying with McQueenie's and Drummerherney House, a good Leitrim football and family um, who will be well known to people around from Shambo and Leitrim Village. You're moving on along the Blue Way tomorrow. Yes. You'll be walking on water at Acres I know. Lake. I can't wait to do that. You weren't even aware that was a thing until no, today. No, exactly. I didn't. So and you'll have I've always wanted to walk on water, so there you go. <laughs> if it was good enough for our Lord, it's good enough for you. That's it. So you walk uh, to Drumshambo tomorrow, and where do you go from there? 
And then after that, I will be going to Belku. And then I cross into Northern Ireland, which um, I don't, I'm not quite sure whether that's going to feel different or whether it Probably will... not. The grass will be just as green up just there as, as it is. Yeah. Oh, good, good. Um, and then I will... So I've still got about 300 kilometers to do. And I need to be done by the 19th of December because I fly back home on the 21st. So I will still continue to try my average of 25 kilometers a day, um, finishing up in Bali Castle. What does a day look like for you? 25 kilometers. Um, people kind of think twice about driving that far. So mm. what does what does your day look like? What time are you up at? What do you eat? Yeah. What kind of terrain are you walking on? Okay, so I usually wake in around seven and I try to get breakfast at eight. So I'm out the door by nine o'clock. So um, the good bed and breakfast meals have been wonderful. Um, I My hosts normally pack a little lunch for me um, just because I know I'm possibly not going to be passing any food places. Um, and then the day seems to be full of... Well, let's say today started off in fields, so it's a little bit slow because it's very muddy out there. You know, your foot just sinks straight down, so you're not going to get any speed up across a field. Um, fields to laneways to bigger roads, go back to smaller roads and through forests, um, back into fields, back into your forests. It seems to meander around through lots and lots of different terrain, which is amazing. Would it be suitable for somebody who hasn't got much trekking experience? Um, I think it would. You'd need to take a little bit longer, I think, um, as far as, you know, like crossing the mountains. That was, I mean, I do a bit of that at home, so I didn't really find that strenuous. Um, but for someone who hasn't trekked a lot, that would be challenging. Um, yeah, those mountains out of Glengariff and down into Gugombara, like that day is is particularly tough. Yeah, yeah. It is. Yeah, that was my first day on the trail and I had never done anything like this before. So for me, I was like, yeah. what am I doing? I'm standing in the middle of a mountain in County Cork and I'm just thinking, why did I sign up for this <laughs> yeah, and exactly. tell people I've done it? I've got to keep going. Yeah, now. well, that's it. Well, that is the thing. You have, you commit to it and I've got all, everyone following me back at home. So, you know, there's no way I could say, well, you know, that was all a bit too much. Um, as far as trekking Going, if you didn't have a lot of um, history with trekking, you would need to get out there a bit with your backpack on. That would be my biggest advice because once you load yourself up with a backpack on, that changes the whole dynamic as you well. You get used to carrying some weight. Yeah, yeah. And you have to be strong enough to do that and even just to get up and over the stiles and under the electric fences and over the fences and, you know, there's a lot. Have you had any run-ins? I know you said you wanted to avoid bears. You should be safe enough on that score in this country. But have you had any run-ins with animals? Any bulls or cows or sheep? Take um, a fancy to you? No bulls. I haven't met a bull yet. Um, cows, yes. Um, I did come to a, a stile one day and all the cows just came straight to me. And I'm like going, great. Okay, what am I going to do here? And I really didn't feel game enough to get into that, just to get on that style and just go down there with them. There were like too many of them. So I was then trying to make a plan of, okay, how do I get out of here? Is there a road? You know, I'll have to go around. And a man and his dog came walking along. And so I asked him, would he help me? And I asked him, would he come across with me? And he said, no, because he had his dog. And I said, can't you just tie your dog up 
walk across with me and come back. And um, he said, no, he said, but I will make sure you're okay. So he said, just get in there with them. They'll move. And I said, well, as long as you stand right there and um, don't move until I get across. And so that gave me the confidence to get in. But, of course, as soon as I did step into the field, they just, they all, no, 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 he was still there. But they all moved. The cows moved. But, you know, like it's a bit, you know, a bit scary when you're faced with all these great big animals. Because right you're a little thing, you're not yeah. you're not huge, so yeah, I'm yeah. not going to be able to push one away. <laughs> no, absolutely. But as well yeah. as that, it's it's just I think I had a flock of sheep chase me. Mm. I think they thought I was food. Yeah. Um, at one point on the on the trail somewhere in North Galway or South Common, and and I had this just flock of sheep, and every time I'd look at them and turn, they would stop, and then I'd start walking off in the opposite direction again, and then I look around and they're closer, and it just it just it, it had that kind of. And um, there's a, a movie about from New Zealand, I think, about these killer sheep. And I thought I was just, oh, no, I've seen that movie. Please don't be this in real life. <laughs> Even though I knew they weren't going to attack me, it was yeah. just, yeah, this is a little bit intimidating. A yeah. little bit, of, because there's nobody. You're in the middle of a hill. That's right. You can't see a house, never mind see a person. Mm. And, uh, and it does have some scary moments yeah. on it. But would you recommend it to people? Oh, definitely. 100% recommend it to people, I think. And, and for the Irish people... You know, this is your country. This is your history. I think, yes, you should get out there and, and do it. I mean, I really don't know the um, the people who have trekked it. I don't know what nationalities are mainly. Are people from overseas coming to do it or is it mainly There are Irish? some. There was, an, uh, there was an Israeli girl. Mm-hmm. Um, she did it for a while. Uh, she was a few years ago. And, like, it, I could nearly name the people who've come along the route, but I would say it's probably, um, the majority would be Irish. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Good. The majority yeah. that I've met would mm. be Irish. And and then there would be a small number of individuals or maybe couples who would come, that might be romantic couples, but they'd be like in, in twos, Yes, would come and, and do it together. Yeah. And which probably takes a bit more of the, the pressure off. Others, I, I met a group uh, that came and did three days at a time. So they would take like one day off work a week. And over weekends, they would drive to where they finished the last time yeah. and do three days. Yeah. So they might do the whole thing maybe over a year, one weekend a month. So it wasn't in a continuous twenty nine days like me or 26 days like yourself or whatever it's going to be. You head off now, you get to experience Leitrim over the next few days. So you go to Drumshambo tomorrow for lunch. Luckily, there's plenty of places to eat yes. lunch in Drumshambo. Looking forward to I've recommended a few places. Unfortunately, one or two of the options are closed. The hotel is closed for the winter. And Ginny's, which is... Uh, on the boardwalk at Acres Lake that you're going to be walking on water that's closed on a Tuesday because we're recording this Monday night that's closed Tuesdays but uh, Sweet Geranium in town or Scotland's restaurant will and there's a couple of other places but they'll be the two main uh, spots uh, will provide a fabulous meal if you want something there so enjoy those fantastic um, after that it could get a little bit ropey for a while you're along the banks of the of the Shannon along Loch Allen and up on the Leitrim Way and uh, people who are familiar with that Drumshambo, Dowra Road, you're just in the hills beside that. Uh, it's going to be lovely, but there's not a whole pile there in terms of food or cafes for probably about 30 kilometers. So I need to make sure that I've got food in my backpack. Until you so, get to Balneglera, it's going to be a, a quiet yeah. time. And even then, it's going to be quiet. Yes. Yeah. Well, I'll just get used to more and more of the quiet. But I mean, that, that's been one of the wonderful things about doing it by myself as well. Because I think you asked me before, I don't know whether I answered, um, 
about my day, you know, and I feel like my day is wake up, eat, walk, eat, and go to sleep. And there's nothing more pressing than that. And it's quite liberating, you know, because, you know, you come from a busy world, you know, where you, people are at you constantly, you know, like your stuff happening all around you um, and you're here and all you've got to do is just look after yourself. There's plenty of people around here. In fact, I had a conversation about it in the last week about doing Kilimanjaro or doing Everest Base Camp or another one that would be quite popular in this part of the world would be to go to Machu Picchu and, mm. and trek the, him, or the Andes and the Inca Trail. In terms of we travel and spend thousands of euros to do those experiences. Mm. You've done the opposite and you've come to our part of the world to do those experiences that we could probably do in parts at least for free. Uh, on a given day we wouldn't even need to travel you get a lift to the start and you just walk home and yes. um, would you recommend people travel to do these types of challenges into this part of the world oh absolutely absolutely and i've actually been to all those places that you've just named um and how does this compare this i no think... pressure but if you don't say <laughs> yes, you're gonna have to walk a little bit further tomorrow yeah. i'm gonna drop you I know, you're gonna drop me somewhere really remote um no, I would say on an equal par to, I did 10 days up in the Andes. Um, and the only thing you don't have is the altitude, which is amazing. Because um, every time I go away to any of those places, I always get altitude sickness and feel a bit rough, you know, for most of the time I'm away. So this- But Slevenirin is pretty big now tomorrow. Yeah, you think I might get that on uh, Yeah, altitude sickness. Yeah, <laughs> altitude sickness all day tomorrow. It's just out of this oh, world. Oh no, oh no. No, you won't, um, be fine. No. Um, so it's got all the challenges, it's got all the beauty and, um, it's got that endurance, you know, like to come over and to be able to walk a trek a thousand kilometers is phenomenal, you know, cause there are not many places in the world that you can do that with the relative safety of Ireland as well. Just thinking back to the John Muir trail or the PCT trail where you are so remote, you've got a lot of different weather patterns coming through um you've got those wild bears um there's a lot of and also um that is even more remote you know with your food you've got to make sure you get food drops so here i'm saying that i can't get a cup of coffee you know in every village in ireland well that's you know nothing compared to you know being so remote that you get your food dropped into you um so it's got all the elements of a huge epic adventure um, with the safety of having all these beautiful people around you to look after you as well. I suppose that's the the compare and contrast with 400 years ago as well, the epic adventure of, of trying to get to safety, mm. but they didn't have the security that you've just spoken of. And I suppose it's a nice change to the difference in Ireland over the last 40 years that someone can come from outside the country mm. and do what you've done and, and, and enjoy it and meet so many amazing people along the way. Mm. And I know for me, when I did it, the people I met, I'm still in touch with some of them. Uh, they're phenomenal people and they, they really do um, encourage you to, to kind of spread the gospel of, of the Bear Breffney way and, and the Ireland way and the Ulster way and all those things, put them all into one. Have you kept your passport? Have you got it stamped? Have you yes, I've got my stamps. We'll have to get yes. you a stamp for Leitrim Village before yes, you head off. I know, I haven't got that one yet. But listen, thank you very much for oh, coming and having a chat with us. Thank and you so much. It's been an absolute pleasure to spend a couple of hours in your company and swap trail stories over the last hour or so. And I hope if anyone's keeping an eye out on the roads around, by the time people listen to this on Wednesday, we're recording it on Monday night. It'll be Balneglera, Dowra direction. 
or even into Black Lion over the next couple of days before you hit the Ulster Way at the border in Belcou. Very best of luck. Thank you for coming in, Ross. Thank you so and much. Beautiful to meet you. Okay, thank you very much. It's been a pleasure. This, of course, is Leitrim Daily, and today was in focus where we did talk about the Barrow Breffney Way. I'd like to thank my guest, Roz Warren, for coming in. She's a New Zealander. Uh, not New Zealander. She's, oh, she'll kill me for that. She's an Australian <laughs> from Sydney, and it's been a pleasure having your company. Orla McNabola will be with you tomorrow with the What's On Guide for what's happening over the next seven days in the county. I'll be back on Friday with a preview of the sports for the weekend. Talk to you then.